Hello and welcome to Flourish with Sibyl. It is another episode up in here and we're always excited uh, to bring you these episodes. I don't know about you. I don't know how you're doing. It's been hectic on this front. Uh, South Africa is currently on level four lockdown, which means more restrictions because of the COVID um, pandemic. And, you know, it's just, yeah, we are in that sad space. A lot of people are dying. Um, you know, there's a lot of loss around us. But not just the loss of life, the loss of jobs, the loss of roles, uh, you know, um, positions, the loss of finances. Um, so there's a lot going on, I think, globally. Um and um, the lower middle income countries, the lower and middle income countries have been hit really hard by this um, because the high income countries are already, you know, opening up and most people in the populations have been vaccinated. And unfortunately, we cannot say the same for us in the low middle income countries. And... Um, it's the nature of the pandemic, right? Um, your baseline function will determine how soon you'll bounce back to normal. So, um, yeah, we are just continuing to be positive and hope for the best. Uh, people are getting vaccinated bit by bit, but do what you can. Um, stay inside, uh, put your mask on and love on your family, love on the ones that you have around you at this time. So that brings us to what we'll be talking about this week. So this week on the podcast, we have a guest, Miss Tuliswa uh, Tuba is a lady of many talents, but I know her as my friend and she's gone through her own losses in life. And in this episode, she tells us what her lessons from grief were. It's a very insightful episode and we're grateful that she could share so much um, of her own personal story. And I hope you can take uh, some lessons from her story to make your life a bit better. So yes. Hello and welcome to Flourish with Sibo. My name is Sibongile and I am a lady on a mission. I am on a mission to create community. And by community, I mean communion. I mean fellowship. I mean um, giving a voice to your everyday heroes. Yes, you'll hear us on the podcast speaking to friends, colleagues, people that we just find inspiration and just ladies and men that we think are just flourishing so well in their lives because my purpose is to live life on purpose and for purpose understanding that to whom much is given much will be required but also knowing that we can never do this life thing alone so come on take along and tell a friend Welcome 
to flourish with Sibo. Thank you so much for making time. If Umdu would ask you, Tuli, who is Tuli? Who is Tuli Sotoba? Um, what would you say? I wouldn't really like to to identify myself by a role. Mm. But what, who am I? Oh. Uh, when you think about yourself, uh, but when you say truly, who is truly? Mm. Um, uh, I can't say, but I am this and this based on what I do. Mm. But uh, maybe the core of who I am when when everything else is taken away. But who 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 am I? Uh, I believe but I'm a person um, that loves. I'm a person that um, that loves people. Mm. I love to be surrounded by people. Um, if everything were to go according to me, I love to be around people because I love to connect and I love deep, meaningful conversations, which at times people don't understand, but that is who I remain to be. Um, because through those conversations, that's where we get to reflect. That's where we get to exchange. That's where we get to learn from each other. And that's where we get to journey better together as people. Mm. Um, I believe I'm a, I'm a person that loves life. I'm a lover of life and I've learned to explore and to do adventure. I've, I also like to relax. Like today, I did nothing. <laughs> I slept the whole day. But yes, I started by running. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I love I love doing nothing. I, I love my my time. I've learned that I also like to be alone. Um, I, I, I'm also a person who who has been who has been loved and who has. Uh, experience love and who who knows what love is at times it's almost uh, like I feel it's something that is so tangible I can almost touch it mm. and that's how deep it touches my life um, mm. the love that I have experienced mm. um, and the love that I refer to is the love of the father mm. so when you look at you looking at a person who has been loved a person who who has been loved um, I can also define myself as a person who, who, who loves to touch other people, people's lives. Um, but we live in a, in a society and in a community that doesn't allow that mm. as, as we would previously have liked because we live around those boundaries. We are being conformed to, to work on these eggshells mm. as if we has become a community that is so fragile you you have to think so much about what you're going to say uh, and how another person is going to take it yeah um and you, you are not such a liberty to 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 be able to be yourself and to be what god wants us to be to each other so mm. sometimes that breaks my heart that we can't really be that but that is what i love and that is who I am. I love laughing. <laughs> I don't think I get to do it as much as I love to. <laughs> but yes, I do. So uh, that is me without defining my role and mm. without saying anything. And I know I'm a daughter. I know, but I, I will not go into any of those things mm. I choose. 
I love that to me. I love that you choose not to define yourself by the roles that you carry. Where did that come from? I don't know. Hey, um, you know, there was a time I was just sitting and, and just thinking to myself, you know, in life, we, we define ourselves as, um, as children of God. We, we define ourselves as, as Christians. Mm. Um, and in our journey uh, as children of God, um, there are things that we, we ask just like any child would ask from their father. Mm. And it was a reflection of the things or the type of things that I asked from my father. Mm. And I noticed that I would be so passionate and my faith will be so high when I want um, or when I ask God to do things for me that are, are tangible and visible. Mm. I'll make uh, maybe I want a car, maybe uh, I want a job. But I challenge myself about why don't I have the same passion when I want God to bless me with the spirit of peace? Sure. Wow. Why don't I have the same passion and, and zeal when I ask God for, for patience? Sure. Until I get it. Because I would ask God for a job until I have it. Mm-hmm. I would ask God for a car yeah. until I have it. My God. And those things are just so temporal. Mm-hmm. And you- I'm here today. Car is not here tomorrow. Wow. But patience can make you such a better person in, wow. in, in, in your entire journey as a person. Wow. Um, and peace can, can give you so much. And if you have those gifts, uh, in my perspective, those things can never really be taken away. You will give it away. You, wow. you, you choose to give your peace away. You choose to give your patience away once mm. you have it. But a car can be taken away from you, a property, a job. You can lose those things. So that's where it came from. Sure. I love what you're saying, that there's this persistence when it comes to material things, right? Praying for the mm-hmm. breakthrough until it happens, until you get it. But when it comes to the intangible um, character fruits, we, we seem to slack off. You know, we're not as persistent, as persistent in praying for patience, praying for love, praying for self-control. Hey Flourish community, our Flourish tribe, did you know that we recently launched Flourish community, a group that is on Facebook? Yes, that's right. We have a Facebook group. You can find us at Flourish community on Facebook for more interaction and more discussions about our podcast. And there you can say anything that you want to say and let us be more interactive find us on facebook today we want to speak about flourishing through grief and Mm -hmm. grief is such i think a big um topic um especially Mm -hmm. right now i think uh Mm -hmm. people post 2020 (laughs) uh but still, we are still in it. Most we're still in the pandemic. Yes. People have mm-hmm. lost so many loved ones, and um, not just the loved ones. Truly, people have lost roles 
what you talked about what you you don't define yourself as you know in a role this is my job this is what i do people have lost um income um mm. people have lost homes um mm. people have lost relationships that they really mm. really valued and there's a lot of moaning that is going on i think in the world right now yeah um and i was just thinking a lot about that and like how do we continue to flourish you know how do we continue to bear fruit even though you know it's looking like that and you came to mind because um i've seen you um continue to flourish when life really didn't deal you didn't deal you right girl at all but you you continued to just press through and 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 blossom i just want to know to be like do you mind just sharing your story your own story of loss um and grief uh my mother passes in 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 may sure something that was just so unexpected sure cuz i spoke to her that morning um she was fine my mom is energetic she's mm. lovely and all of that um but that morning she wasn't really but yes she was still my mother so we spoke exchanging about eight and don't only we are sorting out um whatever i need her to help me with and she's at work which is strange my mom maybe with petitions and went on for me actually do whatever she wants to do and go to work but that day she went to school exam so i call her two hours later then the phone just rings and aka pendul and i'm thinking it can't be you galogusis who's not answering your phone Because you lose your mind when the phone rings, even <laughs> it's twice that a person doesn't answer a phone when I open the phone. Sure. So I found it strange that she wasn't answering her phone, and then I thought maybe it was a classing, so I left it like that. Sure. Then again, obviously I was at work as well, doing my own things. Then um, I call, I get a call from one of my cousins. then she's asking me she's telling me but she is close to where i work where am i i'm like no i'm working in springs and wa 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 okay fine whatever fast forward i had to go back home we're staying with my cousin um and then we had to go back home and something was just so strange for for me because i kept calling my mother I never thought to call my husband the whole time I never spoke to him until I got to Ntad nothing said I must call him I don't know why mm. and then um I'm calling my mom the phone is just ringing she's not answering and then I get home and I call her friend and she's not answering or she answered and then I ask where is my mom then she tells me no ndim she is calling Mm. and I said um 
Hi, umama kapendulu nje iPhone. Ata hai komzami. Can you just please give me a phone? You school and so that I can call her. Mm. Then she said she will come back to me. Mm. Even today, she's still coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, because I was just so persistent and it was just very strange things happening. Then came my aunt, my mom's sister told me mom says and I'm thinking we asking so many questions but eventually um she told me but no my mom is late sure. I don't even know what I felt I don't even know I was, I just felt I just thought of my brother I don't know yeah older sibling uh, and yeah then I had to tell my brother but no mama is now sure. And then again, we had to drive back. I'm tired. I never knew, but Joburg is so close. Sure. So yeah, that is that was my first big loss in in 2015 when I lost my mom. And was this the first time you were losing anyone close? Um, my mother had two brothers, and. Our uncles loved all of us, mm. like dearly loved us. But I grew up as this child who's just been strong and encouraging mm. and all of that. So when when my my uncle, the youngest, passed away, I was the one who was just strong and everyone is busy crying. Mm. And I... I, I I spiritualized Gehes. Say today you spiritualize isn't mm. so I spiritualized everything about the passing. It was like I understand he's not gonna come back, he's gone. Um we have to keep our faith. And I was the one who was encouraging my aunt who was just there. My mom and my brother were just busy crying. My brother is crying, <laughs> and my mother is crying, and my mother is telling my brother. Please don't cry and really love <laughs> Okay. So that was the first loss. Mm. And then my other uncle, the eldest, Naye, um, Naye, he later passed on. Yeah. Nalapo was our strong. Mm. But these things, they came back to hit me. One day I was just sitting and I was missing my uncles and then it, it, it came back to me by, yay, these people are no longer there. Yeah. Because it was like, no, you wanted, to, yeah, I want to call and speak to them. And then I realized, no. You can't yeah, call no. them. Is this like months or days, years after they've gone? Um, For one, it was months. It was, yeah, it was several mm. months. It was like much later on. So it was like this delayed grief or, you know, with, with grief comes a stage where you notice, okay, wow. If baby corner, this is what they would be doing now. And it's sort of like you saw the gap and you, you were, you know, like you usually do. You were like, oh, I'm going to reach for the phone. And that moment you realize, oh, but they're not here. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so that was the, that was the first. Um, Did that influence yeah, so how you grieved your mother? 
I, I know they're totally different. Mm-mm. Not at all. I don't even think so. I don't... I, my husband never allowed me to because he was just so present. Mm-hmm. And, like, he never wanted to see me sad. Like, if I go and I go, we are born by... Um, I'm going to go into it deep. Like, he will just be there to remind me and to lift me and all of that. I think my mother passed away in, in May, so the funeral was, like, towards towards um end of May. Mm-hmm. So he came to got me here. So I was in Jobek alone, June, July. Then end of July, he came to join me. So it was in those two months. But all of the time, I would be busy at work Mm. then when I come back from work I think I did a lot of shopping instead of coming home I'll go into a mall I didn't even know what what is going on I didn't like I didn't as I was doing it I didn't realize interesting so I'll go into a mall and I'll be busy doing shopping window shopping buying I think I I used so much money around that time buying the stuff and yes some of them because I was moving into a new place so I'll be shopping for items and so that kept me busy mm. and then later on my aunt came and stayed with me and then I also had a friend who came to stay with me so I didn't really and then my husband came and it was okay mm. so I, I've never really felt what I've dealt with with that loss mm. because I had this policeman who was just bothering <laughs> me. <laughs> and what would what do you think now that you're talking about it, what do you think dealing with that loss would look like or would have looked like? I I honestly I honestly don't 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 know. Mm. It's only now way I feel oh my gosh I miss her oh I never got to do I never got to be so sad um with uh, her passing um but the beauty of loss for me is 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 uh, is created memories because mm-hmm. those things they don't die sure. That is what keeps my mother and my husband alive for me. Sure. So it hurts me when people don't want to talk about them. And when I start talking about them, they don't. Because that is what keeps them alive. Sure. And when I think about those memories, I can even have a conversation. Just Friday, like the whole day, I was having conversations with my husband. And I was giggling. I was laughing <laughs> through the memories that we shared. Wow. And you don't feel like, okay, people are going to think I'm losing it now. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> They're not there. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's amazing um, that there's this series, um, New Amsterdam, this guy loses his wife. Oh, I think I told you about this <laughs> series. And then, and it it made me think about you because... Um, <laughs> I remember after T.S. passed, T.S. being your husband, you'd tell me that you'd come 
and you would talk to him like he's there. Did you want to yeah. do the same with your mom? Yeah. Uh, it happens. For, for my mom, it's not it's it's not really conversations, but uh, uh, it comes in different ways. Um down be something will happen and then I will think about mm. her and I'll just be laughing. And sometimes I'll be I will mm. need advice, like a motherly advice. And it's so amazing how what she would say or what she has taught me in that situation or something similar to what I would be needing. I felt mm. I needed her advice. The answer will come. Sure. So um Those it really good. shows the value of um yes. invested yes. relationships yes. Um, with your child. Because if you don't have that relationship mm. with your child, it's not going to come sure. anyway when sure. you are not there. That is anymore. so profound. So like how you live your life with your loved ones and the people you are in relationship with will determine the kind of grief they have when you're gone. You have. Yes. So spending time in creating exactly. those memories, you are actually leaving them with treasures that will never be erased. Because I'm thinking, mm. you know, you know, I also lost mm. my mom, but I never had that yeah. experience. Like, I was close with my mother, but gay, yeah, I don't, I, I never felt like we were so close. Like when you describe your relationship with your mom, it sounds so amazing. And my relationship with my mom was was fine. It was, it was okay, you know. But my mom wasn't a very affectionate mother. She was. Mm. The providing mother. I take you to school. Uh, you have food. Mm. You know, that's how you knew that my mother loved you. You had clothes. You know, she... Yes, like the doing. But not so much she will hug you. I remember she the first yeah. time she told me I love you, my mom was when I was in university. And I was like, huh? Over the phone. Like, what? What happened to you? <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> Why are you saying that? <laughs> what? and so when she yeah. passed i never <laughs> really had that um experience of you know like what you said the beauty of loss is the created memories and that's what keeps the people alive and i feel like when i'm thinking about my mother i have to really dig deep to think to think about her, Tuli, to, to, you know, think about, like, I don't think of a memory, but I think of a lost mm. future. Yeah. That's how I, I think about mm. my mom, that uh, only if she was here, my kids would have a grandmother, you know, mm. kind of thing. But not, oh, oh mm. my mom mm. was this, and that and not that I want to use her as just a grandmother but only if she was here you know what you do you, mm -hmm. like oh what would my mother say and you engage in conversation with her or like you just mm -hmm. you know keep quiet and I never think about about that which is which is testament to just the beauty of your relationship but what you're saying you had a good support structure in in your husband 
that you didn't feel the the sting of the loss. Yes, and uh, like I was like I was saying, but um, um, I was policed because later on, <laughs> um, and it, he came here in August, and then later. My brother came to stay with us because my brother continued to stay in a car in Tata, and my husband never liked that. But in Tata, and now we're here, and we don't know how is it doing. Mm. He would rather have him here. So that made things worse for me when he came here, and I'll be crying, and we were like, Stop crying. If you're crying, what is your brother going to do? <laughs> Like, was like so guard, guarded and like so mm. how are you like if I want to watch a DVD a funeral like do you know people are coming to see us I don't want you to be down <laughs> are you sure you want to watch that <laughs> so there was this guy the love of your life denying you of all much. negative emotions connected to your mother's death but it seems like he associated the sadness and the grief with something bad or sort of or hoping you know which is sometimes the idea out there that when you are crying about someone you've lost you're not coping when you um you know putting a picture on insta or whatever on social media and writing it a tribute to you you're not coping. People would prefer you keep quiet about it. And, and mm. yes, and show the happy, happy side. side. <laughs> so sometimes people feel uncomfortable when you have to express your grief. Did you feel that same way with, with the passing of your husband as well? Um, I really... <sighs> It's so it's so hard because uh, sure. it it was different, yeah. hey. It, it was it was so different. Uh, how I dealt with it, uh, uh, how I journeyed with it, it was so different. It was like it's the first time yeah. I have to deal with such pain. And it's funny because the pain for my okay. mom's passing was physical. Like I could feel, I felt okay. like physical pain. Because when I remember when I got home, and it we traveled from Joburg, and then we got um, home to my mother's house. Uh, we, we didn't go there, Kala. We um, went to her sister. So we got there, wara wara wara. Then um, we drove to my mother's house. So before we left, they told us that the following morning we were gonna go and and see my mother. But that's not what they said. They said to us how they said it. They said, uh, hey, tomorrow morning we're going to go and view sure. the boat. And then we left. Then we got to my mother's house. Yeah, in the morning. I was sleeping. I don't know. Just I Something just woke, up, woke me up to say, since when is my mother sure. referred to as a boat? Did I cry or did I cry? 
that's the only time it came back and the whole thing about okay, yeah. this is why we are here and it felt like somebody has literally and physically taken a knife and stabbed me in my tummy oh. and left it there so that was the physical pain I felt but for my mm. husband it was emotional pain so that's one thing it, 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 was, it was different and with emotional pain, no, mm. no one can see it. You can't say it's even in. I'm emotionally. Yeah, not I, I want you to describe sick. that. Can you <laughs> describe it? Are you able to put it into words when you say yeah. emotional pain? What did you feel inside? Yeah. Um. Like, you don't know, Noba. Yes, uh, oh, you're going. It's such a. Yeah. It just becomes such a blur, and the 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 worst uh, slash best thing you can do, as you call it, it will be to deny it. So for the longest of time, I I I told my brain that my husband went back yeah, to London and he's gonna come it. back. <laughs> that is how I dealt with it. So every time I will come back from work, I'll yeah. feel his presence. I'll feel his presence in the house. I will even see like over mm. Um, tunes. But time went and thinking, I'm getting no zayoti, you know, so you were like you convinced yourself. Yeah, I just told myself, no, he is on holiday. He's going to come back. And, and yeah. I've just left it like that. That is true to Because So it was just so, it was just so yeah. hard to, to deal with. And then from there, I, I felt like I wanted to, to run away, uh, go on a holiday uh, and just be away from this pain. And thank God I, I shared this with someone because she said, you know, to leave, uh, can even help you to, to, to buy the ticket and you can go wherever you want to go. You can tell me where you want to go. I can even help you. But you okay. know what is the problem? Wherever you yeah. go, you're going with this pain. So my advice would be deal with okay. this. Than to say you want to go far because you feel like I felt like mm-hmm. the phone yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's where I got myself admitted into hospital, uh, because I wanted to be away from my my place because I yeah. still stay where we both stay. So I went away, and the biggest thing now I was physically sick, like constant headaches not being yeah. able to sleep. Yeah. That is the worst thing. The days are just the same. Your eyes are opened constantly. People go to sleep when yeah. every day. Yeah. Uh until I went to hospital. That's only when um was able to 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 sleep. Because I felt like yeah. So uh, that was the worst 
headache I've ever had in my life. Uh, so it was yeah. obviously stress and everything that had to do with what I was going through. So I was able to sleep whilst I was there. And um, that's where I started therapy. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for that lady. Because being a, a, being mm. a Christian, yeah. we are different. When I lost my husband, I felt there was sure. nothing wrong with my faith. But I felt it was wrong for me to have lost my yeah. husband. That was painful for me. So no Bible verse was going to, to take that pain away. So sometimes, or most of the time, uh, I feel there's a disconnect. And if I didn't choose the journey that I chose, I don't know if I would have dealt with with it better. Because you you are given this Bible verse, Bible verse, but you can't sleep. You you are are encouraged in your faith, but there's nothing wrong with my faith. What is wrong is my husband is not here and is not coming (laughs) back. That is wrong. How do I deal with that? <laughs> and nobody is able to do it. At yeah. least not in the church. So there will be these things by Tawini, okay, people that have lost, but it is the mm-hmm. verse. Pray about it and learn about it. Pray about it what? Um, that's why I, for me personally and other people that have been or have experienced the same loss that I have, therapy mm. is much better. That is what has helped me to, to, to navigate m- my loss. Mm. Uh, people were not there for me. Um, and at that time, I didn't even think about people. Um, I had my brother and I had my aunt who stayed with me. I had, I'll forever be grateful for the physical presence. Guys in I don't know if they know what they did for me. I don't know if they know what they did for me. Because if my aunt had to go, they will be here Mm. and I would have company and I would just be a normal person uh, even though I was going through what I was going through uh, my family is far I just moved to Joburg my friends are far uh, even if you wanted to be mm. here you couldn't because you are far uh, even if uh, my aunt wanted to be with me she couldn't be here because Usa is lying my mother-in-law uh think she later mm. came I don't remember when she left because she was here for the longest of time or for a while mm. when my husband was not well so she couldn't be here as well so those four people really helped sure. me to, to journey from April until August I had their company and that helped me a lot so um, I dealt with that emotional pain of 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 the loss Ganjala because I couldn't sleep. Um I wasn't able to go to work. I remember one day 
I I was going um okay I, I think I'm okay you'll go to work and then you find okay. out you're not coping and then you get you book you get booked off for a few days and then you go mm-hmm. this is before I got admitted for about two three weeks and and then until one day I remember the first time it happened I was driving locally and then I was driving on oncoming traffic. And I was thinking, why is this car driving towards me? What's wrong with you? And then I realized that you were on the wrong lane. And then um, another one, I was working in Rustenburg. And I see this big truck. And I'm thinking, why are you coming in my lane? <laughs> yeah. And then I realized, but no, again, actually, you're the one who's driving yeah. oncoming traffic. And then yeah, that's when I was like, um, no, because I can't continue like this. Wow. Because I could have prayed, could have had someone pray for me. For me, I, I felt I felt or still feel it is the balance of the two to deal because as people uh, uh, we are not yeah. just yeah. spiritual beings. We are both we are both spiritual and physical, but my spiritual was taken care of, but physically and emotionally, uh, that was not taken care of. Because the people that surrounded me did not know adequately how to do that, and hence for me, therapy mm, helped me to adequately bring oh, that balance. Oh, says that prayer is our weapon, but therapy is our strategy. So, what would you say, mm-hmm. what yeah. was it about therapy that brought some healing in your life? Um, for me, and it is psychiatry, it, 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 it. It involves yeah. the psychiatrist and there's also a psychologist. So um, psychiatry, um, it will be those sessions where the psychiatrist wants to know mm. how am I doing and following yeah. up, how is my sleep? Because the sleep was the biggest thing. And sleeping better mm. because obviously we know if you can't sleep uh, better, it affects the quality yeah. of your life, which was obvious for me. My quality yeah. of life was just no way. So those are the follow-ups. But the biggest thing or what I felt has helped me to journey yeah. and to navigate was my psychologist. Because it was now the tools of so, how to deal tools. with what I am going through. Not taking it sure. away, but how to deal with it because i remember initially i would have i i had to go see her all the time like uh if something happens uh, mm. i i just lose it and i want to go see her but over time that's when i saw that i was doing better i didn't need to go to evelyn all the time when i'm thinking of picking up my phone and booking an appointment okay. i would go back to a session we had and I would start reflecting on what we spoke about when this happens 
what. And that's where I sure. also learned to write, to journal. Everything that came to my head, I will write it down. When I want to speak to someone, mm. when I want to speak to my husband mostly, everything I wanted to say to him, it's written in, in if, if, if I've got nosy people that I stay with, they will know because there are books lying around where I would just write mm. and write and write. So every time I want to speak to him, I'll pick up a book and write. So those are some of the ways that um, that mm. help me to to cope. And also in Filipini, to, to write things down, to do, mm-hmm. but this is what I want to do today. And take it off as I am able to have accomplished that. And that was also a way of sure. me slowly getting back to being able to to do things because you sometimes you just yeah. don't, you are not able to do anything for yourself what oh you gosh. can do is to just bath yourself but yeah, thank god I'm, I'm not those but i had my aunt like the only thing i needed mm. to do was just to bath and go to work she'll do everything for me but I had to, with time, learn bavuga, sure. and plan your day and write things down. My other doctor, who was our family doctor, she's the one who encouraged this, Sorry. writing things down. It doesn't matter. Even if it's just one thing that you were able to do. Um, my family doctor is the yeah. one who introduced me into doing a to-do list. Yeah. So that you can you can see your progress, but okay. Yeah. Today I was able to do one out of three. Okay. Okay. Tomorrow I was able to do two out of three. That day, uh, day okay. eight, I'm able to do three out of four. And mm. you are able to have things to celebrate at the end of the day because okay. you are coming from sure. a place where you were not able to do yeah. nothing. You know what this reminds me of? It just reminds me of someone who's had a physical injury, right? Where it's exactly as those child. There's pain. Mm-hmm. They can't do anything for themselves. Maybe because of the pain, they can't sleep. And they lose their routines and they need assistance. And everyone is like, oh yeah, you broke your ribs and you need people yeah, around you to to support you. But here you are. You had a, an emotional trauma. And don't recognize the impact it has on your life. You couldn't say, x-ray me and see my broken mm-hmm. bone. X-ray me and mm-hmm. see my broken heart. Mm-hmm. You could do an x-ray and everything physically will be fine. And it goes mm-hmm. back to what you were saying, how we neglect emotions and our mind and just our mental health and just in general, especially as Christians, I like to emphasize because we, we stress that God will take care of it. Definitely God is taking care of it. But now what is the wisdom of God in the situation? And that is what you get through therapy and counseling. The wisdom that sometimes will not be spelled out in scripture for you to say, okay, I must do a to-do list. I must get mm-hmm. back to 
to routine right to say okay i need to i need to journal so okay mm-hmm. i need to have healthy community um around me and people who are going to be supportive of my basic needs at that acute phase where I'm not going to be able to do these things for myself mm-hmm. every time. Yes, and I'm going reflect on what I said with, to Evelyn, you know, but that happens um, with, with, with time. So thank you so much, Tuli, for just putting emphasis on that point because I think, you know, that we miss a lot as, as Christians. It's actually called spiritual bypassing when we just, you know, say, no, God will take care. Mm-hmm. And we we delegate all responsibility to God and we don't involve ourselves because there is a role mm-hmm. that you must play as well. God is not going to come and write a to-do list for you. God is not going to come and journal, you know, for you. Mm-hmm. God is not going to sit in a therapy chair and say, listen, I'm, I... I've just been saved by his grace from accidents. I need to be admitted somewhere because I see that something is wrong. Hi, my flourish friends. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. We're just so honored to have Tuli having come in and being so vulnerable and brave and sharing her story, which has so so much pain Uh, but from a pain we get to grow today because we get to know and learn ourselves how to deal with pain i think this topic is so timely because of the pain and the grief like i said when we started and that we're all going through globally and we can extract so many lessons from what Tulia shared with us today on part one of this conversation. We will have part two next week. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review if you think that this has been helpful in your life. Please also share with your friends and um, let's spread the love and the positivity. So my takeaways from this conversation with Tuli is that I think we always talk about this, that we are mind, body, and spirit. So, you know, I cannot focus on just one aspect of that. I have to focus on all. And we see that in her journey, she keeps emphasizing that her spirit was fine, her relationship with God was fine, but she was still suffering. She was physically not well, emotionally she was not well. She was losing her sleep. Um, but she was of good sense and good wisdom to know when to consult with her doctor. So do not be shy. Do not shy away from consulting your doctor. I am not doing this podcast on my professional capacity, but knowing that I work as a doctor in mental health, I will of course recommend that people seek professional help when they need it. And that can come in the form of therapy. Um, She said therapy helped her navigate um, her grief. Getting admitted helped her navigate it. And also she spoke about having healthy community, which is something we always emphasize on this podcast in the form of friends who came in when she needed them the most. Family, her aunt who moved in with her amazing stuff and um 
also just looking around her own life and getting a routine in place getting a to-do list journaling and just being more aware of her life and and what she needed to do and who she needed to do with and also you know with them with the doctors that she saw getting medication to help her sleep um was very important and i take away from this conversation where she said the beauty of loss is created memories because they never die so if you are going through a hard time right now you know specifically talking about losing loved ones um take courage in 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 sharing and thinking about the memories that you have had and you have shared together and speak to people who care speak to people who want to hear you talk about them okay don't forget to please like us on social media at flourish with sibo talk to us more about this and remember we also have a group um on facebook flourish community talk to us there uh, what 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 has grief looked like for you would like i would really like to know and would really like to start a conversation and comfort each other all of us have been through it some of us are still going through it and remember you are so loved the reason i do this is to encourage and to just bring you hope and don't forget to reach out if you are feeling like you are at that place where you're between a rock and a hard place i'll put some contact numbers uh if you are in south africa of course um where you can call people and get some form of help or counseling now you go and take care of yourself you matter and you're so loved see you again next week when we talk about grief and depression have a lovely week ahead bye